All right, well, earlier we didn't know if we were going to have slides, but they did come up, so that's awesome. So, you know what? My big question, and the title is this, have you lost your marbles? And you know, that'd be fitting coming from somebody that works with the children, but really there's a great message behind it. So first of all, I want you to get your Bibles out. I hope you have them with you. We still need them. I know there's a lot of technical things going on, but I like the hard, this is hard edition right here, hardcore edition, and the scripture is found in Deuteronomy. And so, OC kids, if we're going to go to Deuteronomy, we'd go Genesis, Leviticus, Number five in the Old Testament. Good job. And by the way, most of those kids know that that come to Sunday school, they know their books of the Bible. All right. So Deuteronomy chapter six. Is that scripture up on there? It was at one time. Okay. (laughs) I'm glad I wrote that down. (laughs) Chapter six, verses five through nine. I still hear a few pages turning, so I'll wait. I'm glad to hear pages turning. That's awesome. All right, so it says this. The commandments I give you today must be in your hearts. Make sure your children learn them. Talk about them when you are at home. Talk about them when you're walking along the road. Speak about them when you go to bed. And speak about them when you get up. Write them down and to, to them on your hands as a reminder. Also tie them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses. Also write them on your gates. And the Lord is talking about his word. But I want you to flip back over. That's not all. Just a couple more chapters in Deuteronomy chapter 11. And find verse 1 through 7 first, and then we're going to skip a couple. Okay, it says, Love the Lord your God. Do what he requires. Always obey his rules, laws, and commands. Remember today that your children weren't the ones the Lord your God taught and trained. They didn't see his majesty. They were in Egypt when he reached out his mighty hand and powerful arm. They didn't see the miraculous signs and the other things that he did in Egypt. They didn't see what he did to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to his whole country. They weren't there when he destroyed the army of Egypt and his horses and chariots. The Lord swept the waters of the Red Sea over the Egyptians while they were chasing you. He wiped them out forever. Your children didn't see what he did for you in the desert before you arrived here. They didn't see what he did to Dathan and Abiram, who were the sons of Eliab. Eliab was a tri- from the tribe of Reuben. The earth opened its mouth right in the middle of the Israelite camp. It swallowed up Dathan and Abiram. It swallowed them up together with their families, tents, and every living thing that belonged to them. But with your own eyes, you saw all the great things the Lord has done. Then just move on over to verse 18, and we'll finish up here. It says, So, keep my words in your hearts and minds. Write them down and tie them on your hands as a reminder. Tie them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home. Talk about them when you walk along a road. Speak about them when you go to bed. Speak about them when you get up. And write them on the door frames in your houses. Write them on your gates. One of the neatest things is, is this. When I was reading this scripture, I'd written it down in a week before I went to children's conference, which I went last week. And that was a scripture I wanted to use because it, being in children's ministry, I've realized something, that these children need to hear the word of God from the very point of time when they're born on up. It's that important. The world is coming against them with all sorts of worldviews that is not biblical at all. And if we don't take the time to teach them, they will hear untruths and they won't know what to believe. So we've got to teach them to defend their faith and to stay strong and know what the truth is. Kids, what do I tell you this book is? What kind of book is it? It's a Bible, but what kind of book? 
That's right, it's a history book. It's our history book. This is our history right here. If you want to know about you, you need to get in this and read it. In Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created. That's what he created, and then he created all of us in his own image. And we need to be knowing that, and we need to be sharing that with our children. It says, write them on their hearts. Tell them night and day. We've got to begin to tell them from birth. I think I have a slide too. Is there a slide too that's going to come up today? Okay, this is where my marbles come in. When you have a baby, which I see a new one in here this morning. She's probably one of the smallest ones. How many weeks old is she? She'll be three months, about 12 weeks. Okay, so whenever I got a jar of marbles here, it has approximately 936 marbles in it. So from birth till the time that they graduate high school, you've got 936 weeks to begin to pour the word of God. You've got 936 weeks to jump in your car and go to church with them. You need to do that to make that impression. It's that important. I know we work sometimes, and my husband did for a long time. That's understandable. But if you're just at home, get in the car and come with your kids. They love you, and they want to be with you. So 936 weeks. Uh, now, this is a question. Every week, is it just like, hey, I lost a marble? One week gone. No, it's not. Because when I first read that, I was like, great, Lord, I'm going to close my book up, and now I'm going to cry. <laughs> my son's almost 20 now. And it's like, no, that's not the way it, that is not the way you look at this. Every week, you can turn these into gains and deposits. Do it that way. Think about your week. What can I do? I can go to church. I can begin to tell my children of a morning, of a night when we walk along the road. When we're going on vacation, we see things that happen. That's a God thing right there. We've all been somewhere when we're like, you know what? God just worked right here in our situation. I know that you guys have had that or said that probably at least once in your life. Those are deposits. When we come to church this morning, you guys made deposits right now, sitting in here with your kids. You come on Wednesdays, we're making deposits. Those life lessons sometimes when we see, and you say, man, did you see we're almost in that bad wreck? You just made a deposit because then you begin to proclaim God's word. That's how important it was. That's why he was telling the people in Deuteronomy, he said, they weren't there. Your kids weren't there. When we crossed the Red Sea, when we wiped out the Egyptians, they didn't see that stuff. You have to tell them. They won't know if you don't tell them. Our kids now won't know if we don't tell them and share the gospel, the truth right here with them. And they need to know now more than ever. Now more than ever, we've got to get the word to these kids. It's so important. From birth on up, it's never too early to start. One thing that I, it dawned on me I should have been doing, which I know I said Jesus loved you, but begin to quote the scripture. When the time they're born, you were fearfully and made in the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. Tell your children that every day. If you've not been doing it, start today. Start making some more deposits. You see, these marbles end up being big gains for me and you when you begin to speak the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of life. You're speaking life into your kids every time you tell them you're made in the image of Jesus Christ. And guess what? The more you tell them that, they're going to look, you will look at them differently. The more you tell others and see other, other people, because they're all made in the image of Jesus Christ, you will look at people differently. We'll begin to see them through the eyes of Jesus Christ and through his eyes. And it will be easier to love them. It will be easier to work with them because we're going to see them differently because God will begin to open our eyes to see more like he sees. So in, let's talk about little kids. I love talking about little kids. I brought a video with me. I don't know if it's going to play or not, but we're going to try it. Faith was on, that's my little baby surprise. <laughs> she was 15 months old, and I've been trying to teach her the story of David and Goliath. And so we'd ask her questions. Is there going to be sound? It may not work. 
very that's a what's wrong He's going to ask about the giant here in a minute. She, oh. she kicked the camera. This is a 15-month-old. What's the giant say? <laughs> David says what? No, no, no. And then David uses five smooth stones. And the giant, yeah, spins it around and around. The giant goes down, down, down. That's yeah. right. Okay, so that's why I wanted to show you. At 15 months old, the ha 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 was a giant, giant coming at David, and David said, "Oh no, no, no! I come at you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. He is the King of the armies of Israel." And now I'm going to add this to my story because she can do that well. Now I'm going to say David had victory, and you do too. David already knew when he went up to the giant, he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty. And these kids need to know that whenever circumstances and things come to face them, oh, no, 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 giant. I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty. And I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Even when things look big, God is bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. All right, so so scripture says, lay down at night. And I think that was in there for a reason. I don't know about you, but even as an adult, if Satan's going to come against me with fear, it's nighttime in the dark and we can't see. He attacks the kids that way too. Scary dreams, nightmares, thoughts, I mean, I, all sorts of different things. They want, the devil would like to paralyze every single one of us with fear, really. He really would, and, and he knows our weaknesses. But that's why God has definitely given us words to speak, his word to take authority over that stuff. So slide three, these are just some of my favorite scriptures I like to share whenever things like that come against me. Number, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He's given every single one of us that. So whenever fear tries to strike me or my kids, I tell them, no, God's not giving you a spirit of fear. Power, love, and sound mind also means self-control. We have that. God's given that to us. The second one is Revelation 12, 11. We are overcomers. It says we've overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And we sure have. We're overcomers. So you can remind the devil of that next time he tries to tell you that you're a failure or that thing that you're trying to stop or that habit they're trying to get out of tries to come against you. Say, no, I'm an overcomer. I can overcome this by the blood of the lamb the word of, and the word of my, of my testimony. All right. The other one is Psalms 91. And I love that. I'm not going to quote. I don't have that one memorized. But I do read it over my children. And when my son turned 16, I got him a keychain and had the Psalm 91 put on it because I know I can't be with him everywhere. But I know one thing, I cannot protect my kids like God can. He is so much better at that than I am. And I can put my trust in him to do it. And so I said, Noah, Psalm 91, and he knew what it said. And then I want to tell you what happened to me Monday morning. There's always this story right before I get up here, it seems like. Uh, Josh actually got called off work. You know, I thought, oh, boy, I'll get some extra work done. No. He was walking down our stairs, and he fell and tripped, and Faith was at the bottom of our stairs. She's our two-year-old pushing her baby in her stroller. He completely wipes her out. I mean, she flies through the air, hits the back of her head, and she's out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dear Lord, please help me. And I scooped her up, and I... She was crying, and then she stopped, and I laid her on her bed, and I looked at her, and her mouth had a white ring around it, and I looked at Josh, and he's a nurse, and I said, Josh, 
I don't know if she's okay. And he looked at her and he said, Rebecca, start praying. Now, when the nurse tells me to start praying, I got a little bit shook up. And so then I'm blubbering and crying. And, I'm, and the only thing that would come out of my mouth at that moment was blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. And so I started pleading the blood of Jesus over her. And then I began to pray Psalms 91 as much as I could remember. The arrows that fly by day, there's pestilence at night, things from side to side and front and back of you, but no harm shall come near you. And that's what I told her, and I held her because they said, don't let her go to sleep, because on the drive into Fairfield, she was real drowsy, and I was holding her, and I said, no harm shall come near you. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. And I just kept quoting those scriptures over her, and praise the Lord, no harm did come near her. She got a good report. She's just fine. She's all good. We've had the eyes checked out, the whole body checked out, and she's good. God is faithful. His word is effective, and we've got to put that word in effect. It's right there for us. We need to be using it as parents, adults. It doesn't matter who we are as Christians. Use the word. Use it. Take it. God's given us the authority to do that for a reason because he knew we would face battles. Every one of us, whatever age it is, so that's why he's given us. He's given us the tools. We've got to use them and put them into place where we need them and when we need them. Every single day. Speaking the word breaks strongholds in our lives. Speaking the word breaks strongholds in our kids' lives as well. So do it. Start breaking off stuff that the devil would like to hang on you and cause you to lag behind. There's no sense of that. God wants us to run our race. All right. Next, we have another slide. All right. So another thing that really stuck out to me, I was reading a book, and then my heart kind of fell, but it reminded me again, this is why we go and we are serving the children. This is why Pastor, Youth Pastor Rick goes with the youth because of these certain statistics right here. And, and boy, they're true. So why do we need to make deposits? 20-something struggle to stay active in Christian faith. 20% of churched as teens, they're spiritually active at age 29. Only 20%. Um, 61% that churched as teen are disengaged during their 20s. And 19% never church this teen are still unconnected. And I put down there, this, this is serious. I don't want the young people of Orchardville Church to ever become one of these statistics. It's too serious. That's why we need those uh, small group leaders. We need those fourth and fifth grade guys and, and women to stand up and say, I can spend some extra time. They're worth it. When they leave here and they get out and go to college, they hear a lot of different things. We know that. That's just the way it is. But see, that's why it's our jobs now to start any infants Build their foundation strong. It won't crumble if you built a strong foundation. God's word stands true through all things. It will not crumble. They'll be able to stand and sell them. No, let me tell you what I believe. You see, my word says this. And they'll be able to proclaim the gospel and win others to him as well. We don't want them ever to leave. And I'm going to give you an example. I've seen this happen in a fourth and fifth grade small group just about five or six months ago. It broke my heart. I was sitting in small group. This is after we have our lesson. We divide up, and I was doing the fourth and fifth grade girls that day in our small group, and um, I'm not really for sure. God always leads us sometimes in different directions, but it came about we started talking about creation, and uh, I started telling the kids. We went through the Garden of Eden. We went through Adam and Eve and how we were created, and there was a little girl. She wasn't that little, but she was a fourth or a fifth grader. She was just a visitor. That's another thing. Sometimes we get one chance. We got to make it count. She was sitting there, and she'd never heard this before. I could tell by a look on her face. But what really startled me was this. She was shaking her head no, like, I don't believe this. I never heard it. 
I don't believe it. This doesn't even sound real to me. That's what we don't want to happen. That's why we're here. That's why. So I just kept telling them. I tried to break it down even more. This is what happened. This is the sin problem with Adam and Eve. And that's why God sent Jesus Christ so we can be forgiven and set free. Went back through it again and again. There are people like that girl and older ones as well that have never heard the gospel. They don't know what to think about it. So we've got to be ready, like the Bible says, in season and out of season to share the truth with them. They need to hear the truth so they can be set free too. So I've got a few more uh, small group stories that I want to share with you. Um, the other, another one is I was in a K-1 small group with some little boys one time. And uh, we were getting ready to pray. And I said, do you guys have any prayer requests? And this little boy sitting beside me, he looked at me with tears in his eyes. And he said, I wish my daddy would come to church with me. And his eyes were red and full of tears. And Miss Rebecca's eyes got red and full of tears too. Because I thought, oh boy. I said, we can pray for your family. We can pray for your daddy that he'll come to church with you. Parents, if you don't have to work and you could come, please. Because they love you so much. You are making big, significant deposits coming to church on Sunday. This really matters. This is big. So come to church. Come to church with them if you can. They love you so much. Then I was talking to Miss Donna Freimeyer. I don't know if she's here today. But... Um, I was talking with her last week, and I said, Donna, I so appreciate you coming. Because what happened was, she said, Rebecca, there's no curriculum in my folder. This has happened two times now. I was like, there's not? So I go over there. I'm like, wait a minute, Donna, it's OC Kids Sunday. That's why there's no curriculum in your folder. I said, come join us. I said, we're going to have a big time out there. I said, Donna, I so appreciate you as our, one of our small group leaders. And she said, oh, Rebecca, sometimes I think I'm just too old. I said, no. You are not too old, Donna. Never say that. I said, you're investing in these kids. I said, they need to see someone with wisdom spending time with them. And then she said this. Well, she said, and I have asked permission to share the story. She said, you know, Zoe, Zoe Heifel, she was in my small group a few weeks ago. And she brought it up that her mom had breast cancer and was going to be having surgery. And she said, would you please pray for, pray for my mom? And, and she said, I could tell Zoe was worried. And she said, you know what, Zoe? I'm a 25-year survivor of the very same thing. And see, I didn't know that about Donna. Zoe didn't know that about Donna. But Zoe needed to hear that. Zoe needed to know that the lady she's been sitting with and had that small group leader for several weeks now, uh, every month Donna comes in and, and Zoe knows Donna. She's alive and well. And that was 25 years ago. And look at her now. She's sitting right here with her. God set that up for another way to confirm to Zoe that, Zoe, I've got this. I've got this. And also for Donna to know you are important. Your story matters. And so there they got to share. And she said, she said you know, really, we didn't get our small group lesson done. I said, that's fine. God led you in another direction that day to begin to share with Zoe, that it's okay, that God's got that under control, and look at me in my story. She said, we just talked about that as best we could in, in a second and third grade atmosphere, and she said, then we just prayed. I said, that's awesome. That's what it's about. Those small group leaders are just absolutely significant, and I so appreciate them so much. Sometimes our deposits are easy, like coming to church. That's really not hard. Sometimes they're time-consuming. We have to make some investments, but it really doesn't matter. Because whether we have to spend lots of time, because sometimes life is hard, or whether it's just a simple thing as going to church, every week counts. Every deposit counts. These are for us to make through our lives. Our lives are kind of like a jar of marbles, really. We have so much time here. We've got to make every day count, really. Every day is significant in the eyes of the Lord. He's called us. He's called us out. And I always bring it back up. The Great Commission, I mean, that's what it's all about. 
I just got an email from John Hagee on Saturday, and again, it was simple. You know what it said? Share the gospel message of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people out there that don't know about Jesus right here in America. He said, get out there, pray for, go- for boldness, and begin to share the gospel with people around you. It's that simple. We need to be doing that. Again, we're making deposits. Whether we're at work, whether we're at the Walmart, happens sometimes, beauty shop, wherever it might be, it's time to make deposits. Make them with your children, make them with their families, make them with your coworkers. Don't lose a week, gain one. Make these gains every week. All right, the last slide I have, I just broke this down simple because I like simple stuff. First of all, we just got to remember this. Love God. He loved us first. I just, I tell the OC kids this every week. God loved us so much, he sent Jesus Christ to bridge the gap for us. Whenever I went to children's conference, one of the men that got up there, he said, he said you know, I was listening to a teacher and he said, he said, you know, what Jesus Christ did on the cross for, what, for us was truly amazing. But he said, what, they, what happens next is we actually become adopted into his family. He said, that's almost unbelievable. We're in God's family. That's who we are when we get saved. He's brought us right in there with him. We are part of his family. And that's pretty amazing. We need to love others because every single one of us is created in his image. And when we begin to look at people that way and say it out loud, speak the word of God out loud, let your mind hear it, let it flow off of your lips that we're going to see other people differently, we're going to see our children differently, and we'll see ourselves differently too when we realize, man, God created me in his image. Do I want to do that? Do I want to make that decision today? Is that how I want to live? It helps us to remember what kind of choices we want to make. You know what? When we see others in his image then it's going to help us lead others to Christ. Why? Because they're going to see his love flowing through us. Because it's going to change our perspective of how we look at others, how we look at our children, our family, everyone we're around. God's going to open our eyes, and we're going to see things differently. I don't know about you, but I like to call them like compassion moments. I don't even know how to, that's the best way I can explain it. When all of a sudden you're sitting there, and all, you just have this feeling come over you, and you, just, you feel so bad. It's like, man, God just spoke to my heart, and I need to see them differently. That's all I can come up with is a compassion moment. I'm sure somebody else in here has probably had one of those. It's like, man, you just saw something about that person you've never seen before. I think that's God speaking to our hearts, and that's why we can show his love and understand them more, just like Jesus understands us. In and doing those things, guess what? Our losses become gains and deposits. Gains and deposits. And with that gain and deposit, the more we quote the word and read the word of God, when accidents happen like what happened with faith, it's already in there. I've made some deposits and reading my word and coming to church. So when I needed it, I didn't have my Bible right there, but it began to flow right out of my heart. And that's what we want to get those kids to do. Know the word well enough that even if they don't have their Bibles, when fear tries to grip them or Satan tries to come against them, they're going to know right then it's going to raise up inside of them the word of God and they're going to be able to quote it and defeat the devil, and defeat their enemies, whatever it might be. That's what those are. Those are gains. Those are deposits, and they go on forever. We don't have to wait until we're a certain age. We need to start making them right now. And you know what? Actually, then it turns into legacy, which that could be a whole other message, because then we actually have leaving a legacy. As we grow older, what kind of legacy have we left behind with these deposits? It speaks to our families. It speaks to every one of us. I'm getting ready to pray. I'm going to have my um, piano player come up. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you one more thing. I don't want to forget it because I forget stuff. And in children's church, the kids know me well. Miss Rebecca, you forgot. Yes, I did. Um, on the welcome desk out there, before we leave, before when we dismiss and all that, 
There's a jar of marbles that looks just like this. I want every one of you, there's plenty, to grab one on your way out if you would. I want you to take that marble with you, just as a, just help you remember it, a reminder. Stick it in your windowsill, maybe your car somewhere, your pocket. Remind yourself, I'm going to make deposits today. What can I make, what can I do that will be a deposit? Because I kind of like to look at my week as it ends and say, man, what happened this week? Sometimes it happens right on Monday, I'm like, yes, cha-ching. But then I'm waiting for more things. I don't want that to be the end of it. And sometimes it might have just been one major thing, but it was so worth it. I'm like, thank you, God. That was awesome. You know, sometimes they're little and sometimes they're big. But that's all that matters, that we've made gains. We've made gains. God wants us, every one of us, to make gains every day with him, with our Christian walk with him, our relationship with him, with our children and our families. I know Pastor Rob's been teaching about relationships. So grab a marble on your way out. But if you would, please, stand with me and let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the victories that we've had in you, that we've already seen you work in big ways. You proved that although the screen didn't come on at 9.55, it was ready at 10 because you're big. Thank you for all of our helpers in here, God, for all of this congregation, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word. It's powerful and mighty, sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you, Jesus that you reveal new things to us, God. Thank you for our families, that we can be in here and sit together with our kids today. They are so precious, precious gifts from you. Lord, we love them, but you love them more, and we thank you for them. We pray today, God, if there's been some, some things in our lives, maybe we've missed out on a few deposits, God. Help us to turn that around today. Thank you, Jesus, that you never give up on us, that you're with us every single day. We pray for your blessings on the rest of this service and these families as they leave today, that they'll have time to spend with one another and talk about this on the way home, just as your word says, to make some more deposits to your glory. Lord, we love you. We give you all praise and glory and honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.